This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Nobody cares, but what we do care about is Brad Thomas, NBC Sports Edge, and he joins us now on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline. Brad, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. All right, Brad, I got to start with my team. They're a dumpster fire. Uh, I faded them on the season win total. I went under. I like Marcus Freeman. I just don't know. I I don't know what he is yet, man. I I like Marcus Freeman way more than I like Tommy Reese and his play calling. I'll say that. Or the quarterback situation for Notre Dame. I thought they'd be solid up front. thought the defensive line would at least be halfway decent. They're getting bullied in the trenches by teams like Marshall. So this weekend... Now, this spread's been going all over the place. Carolina at home is now favored. One and a half point favorites. Total in the game, 54 and a half. If you had to play this game, which way would you go, man? Because I had to go with Carolina because I know that they could score 35 points. I don't know that Notre Dame's scoring 35 points in the next three weeks. Yeah, you know, if this game were to be uh, up in Indy, I'd probably lean uh, Notre Dame. But I actually lean North Carolina here, and most of that has to actually do with Drake May. I think that I was a little overly critical on Drake May to start the season, but he has the Tar Heels out to a 3-0 record. I know uh, it was close call against uh, Appalachian State, and they beat up on a Georgia State team who's kind of rebuilding, but he's looked the part. Now, this is a team who's lost a lot of talent, but for, if this is going to get any semblance of a shootout, and I think, I think that the over is a smart play here, I'm going to have to back Drake May and the Tar Heels. I, I just don't like what I'm seeing out of this Notre Dame team. Like, like Marshall is not supposed to be good this year, and it, this is, there's no excuse. It's not a look-ahead game. It, I just can't find a, a convicting reason of why I would back anything that has to do with Notre Dame. Like, in that first game they played against Ohio State, you know, I was there. I was witnessing the crowd. They shut the crowd down. But actually, after that first or second drive, Notre Dame was kind of just like dead fish on offense. And when you're playing against a team like North Carolina who can put up points in bunches, you're either going to have to keep up or shut them out, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, Brad, I think it's going to be a long year in South Bend for the Irish. That's going to be an interesting game on Saturday. I want to get your thoughts on Clemson and Wake Forest. Obviously, big couple weeks coming up for Clemson. They have the Demon Deacons this week. They have NC State next week. They're laying 7.5 on the road in Winston-Salem this week. Total 55.5. Do you have a play in this game, Clemson-Wake Forest? I do. I'm actually going to be on Wake Forest plus 7.5. This is going to be one of the games that I'm going to be at I had it circled on my calendar because I wanted to see how this Clemson team would come out defensively to start the season. We know that everyone talked about this Clemson defense being able to mask the issues that DJU presents at quarterback. Well, yeah, they haven't allowed a ton of touchdowns, but actually they're only 86 in the nation in pass defense. They've given up 731 yards. They've had a pretty good bend-don't-break mentality on defense, but that's not going to work against Sam, Sam Hartman, who's looking for this redemption game. 
The last two times Wake Forest played Clemson, they lost by over 20 points. And everyone's going to talk about the Liberty game, how Wake Forest was, you know, barely survived against Liberty. No, that was a look-ahead spot because the only game that matters to them is beating Clemson. And I do think they have a very, very good shot behind Sam Hartman. Now the offensive line will have to protect Sam Hartman. And that's going to be the most important part of the, the equation for this team here. I haven't been given a good reason of why they protect them, but I do think if this were to be another game where you want to put the ball in the best quarterback's hands, it's got to be Wake Forest, and especially since this Clemson defense, who's normally known for their very good secondary, has been struggling. I I have to take the points with the home team here. Uh, Brad, ever since Jimmy Lake was uh, outed at Washington, I've been a little higher on this team. They're at home this weekend, 13-and-a-half-point favorites against Stanford, who's 1-1 one and one this season, uh, was pretty disappointing against USC, kept fumbling the ball on the goal line. Unfortunately, I was on Stanford in that game. How would you play this one? Washington looks really good. Michael Penix looks like he did three years ago when he was healthy. And offensively, they're ridiculous right now. Well, this game, I was so excited to get this line out because I got one of the last 12 and a half. And I'm totally cool with playing it to 13. I am on Washington. I was on Washington last week. I was on Michael Penix Jr. passing yards last week. I'm going to be on him again this week. Stanford, listen, Stanford gave up 41 points at home to USC. Now they're playing a better defense and a, a better mastermind in Kellen DeBoer at, co- at coach. Tough game for uh, Stanford here. Listen, so la- this, is a, this is probably one of my favorite trends that I saw about this Washington team. Last season, they held opponents to, to five yards per carry, uh, 23 points per game. Why is that impressive? Well, they had one of the worst time of possession ratings in college football. Also, they had one of the worst average starting defensive field position ratings in college football, which means their defense started in very bad territory and held. They held a lot without sustaining drives. Defense is on the field a lot. So I'm really high on this team now because they're going to be just as good defensively, but they're going to be able to sustain drives, let their guys get a little bit of rest, and they're going to be able to put up a ton of points with Michael Penix Jr. So I am all over the 13. I think this game can get ugly. And I was even looking at alternate lines to play this all the way up to minus 20. I like that play, Brad. Now, something Ryan and I were talking about yesterday Who's going to win the Big Ten West this season, right? You have Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Some people still maybe like Northwestern, possibly. And they have interesting games this weekend. Minnesota against Michigan State. Iowa, Rutgers, Wisconsin, obviously, has to play Ohio State and Columbus. But if you were looking at a future market, we know the Big Ten this season is going to run through the East. It's either going to be Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State, most likely. But on the other side, when you look at the Big Ten West, if you had to pick a team to come out of there to play one of those other three teams in the East in Indianapolis, who would you take? Uh, it, it has to be Iowa. I know, <laughs> I know Iowa had that gross loss um, where they couldn't score any points. You have to imagine a team that good defensively. I mean, they shut out Nevada. A, that team that good defensively will figure it out. If not, they will die trying on offense. And for Minnesota to be a trendy pick, but I'm just not super sold on them yet. And they, But Iowa defensively, could, it's the Big Ten West. You're not going to have yeah. a bunch of people putting up a ton of points. So all you need to do is really rely on your defense. And much like they did last season, turn those defensive stops into points. When you're getting the ball in plus territory, score. It doesn't matter if it's just a field goal. 
you can win those gross games. It's kind of like they play kind of like the LSU versus Alabama back in the day where those games would be like six to three, nine to six. That's how they have to play. And I think their defense is good enough. They return a ton of production. They've looked stout all season. They just have to convert the opportunities when they're in plus territory. Uh, Brad, Georgia looks maybe even better than they did last year. They lose all those guys on the defensive side of the ball, but they still look great. And then on the offensive side of the ball, there are a lot of people that thought Stetson Bennett was just like a game manager. They have the number two passing offense in the country, all those tight ends. But how do you target them right now? Because, for example, this weekend they play Kent State at home. They're 45.5-point favorites in a game where the total is 62.5. Is there any way to play them when they're big favorites, maybe a first-half play or anything, or do you just stay away from a game like this, even though right now they look dominant? <laughs> Yeah, so there's a couple looks that you can think about when you're playing Georgia. Last week, for me, it was the first half. This week, it's going to be the first quarter against Kent State. It's minus 13.5. I'd imagine it's going to be somewhere around 14.5 by kickoff. They're playing against a Kent State team who I don't think will be able to score more than three points in the entire game. And Georgia and Kirby Smart, you know, he comes from the Nick Saban coaching tree, and the Nick Saban coaching tree teaches you good defense and starting fast. They like to start with their foot on the pedal. And you know what's funny about this Kent State team? You talked about Stetson Bennett, right? Stetson Bennett and all the confidence that he had. The most dangerous thing you could do for a guy that has a good defense is give him confidence. They're playing the Kent State team who has the worst coverage grades in college football. So I think Stetson Bennett is going to be able to air this one out. They're going to win this first quarter by 14 or 21 points and turn the ball over. They didn't get a turnover against um, Sanford, but this, uh, this quarterback for Kent State is a little turnover prone. So if you want to kind of figure out a way to play an alt line for the first half, you can parlay the alt line with the first half with the uh, interception. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Brad, I want to get your thoughts on this uh, matchup on Saturday night, late night. USC takes on Oregon State, and here's one where USC, I mean, they look great offensively. Defensively, if you're just looking at the box score, it looks like they're blowing teams out and the defense is playing great. I mean, they're relying on takeaways, but teams are driving on them. This opened Oregon State 13.5-point dogs. Now all the way down to 6.5. There's some 7s available, of course, uh, over at BetMGM. That's where it's at right now. What would you do in this game? You know, Oregon State looks really good right now. They're 3-0 and this season, but are you sticking with USC or would you take a shot with the Beavers here in this spot? So at the beginning of the season, um, I had this game circled on my calendar as a possible trip-up spot for USC, yeah. and I still think it is possible. If I'm going to play this game, though, I'm going to have to play Oregon State on the money line just because I don't think – if USC wins this game, USC is going to win this game, and they're going to absolutely just destroy this Oregon State, this Oregon State offense. But – at plus 195, I think that Oregon – okay, let's, let's rewind back to USC. So, yes, this USC, USC team is, is great offense. But you look at their defense. Their defense hasn't been doing very – their defense hasn't been doing very well in run defense. Yep. They haven't been doing very good in pass rush. So, what's that mean? At home, Oregon State's going to have time to throw the ball. They're going to be able to run the ball. I think it's going to be a lot of points. It's going to be whoever has the ball last. But at plus 195, I think, is a massive overlay. And you have to take Oregon State. 
Brad, we're going to ask this to all our guests tonight because Ryan and I think this week it's just a fascinating conversation. You look at the NFL, there's not a game right now on the board with a spread that's over seven points. So when you look at survivor pools and you look at who you might take this week, who is your money line lock of the week in the NFL? Oof, my money line lock. It's tough this man, week, man. This is, a, this is a tough one this week because, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be on the Chiefs. Right. A lot of people are going to be on the Bengals. Uh, if I were to pick a money line lock this week, I'd want to find someone who has who, who has is not over minus 300 because I want to use them later in the season. I would probably look, man, this is going to sound so gross, but I'd probably look at the Ravens. Okay. And it's against Bill Belichick. They're only yeah. a two-and-a-half-point favorite. More money is going to keep coming on the Patriots, and I am totally fine fading the public. The public so far this season is, is about 72% losing right now, uh, um, which anytime, anytime anybody's winning only 28%, I'm totally down. But a lot of people have been saying this Ravens secondary is so banged up, all this. Mac Jones has one of the worst passing grades in football. And he's not going. There's not two attack of Iola back there throwing for 400 yards. So I don't think the Ravens are going to have to be worried. But another thing about this game that I thought was very interesting was the Ravens have Lamar Jackson in a contract year, and Lamar Jackson wants to protect himself. He's he's not going to run unless unless there's a lane. He sees clear territory because he knows how valuable his body is. The Patriots have one of the pa- worst pass coverage grades this season and I think Lamar Jackson will be able to carve them up everyone says well the Patriots get to come back home they had a two two game uh, uh road stand I don't buy any of that nonsense because I think people like to bet names over teams and what people are doing is they're betting on Bill Belichick they're not betting on this terrible defense this terrible offensive play calling and I'm on Ravens minus three. If this Ravens gets down to minus two, I'm probably going to put another U on it. So it's one of my favorite uh, survivor plays because I don't think there's many spots this season where I'm comfortable playing the Ravens. Thanks so much, Brad. I love that play, by the way. I'm also on the Ravens. So good luck this weekend, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Have a great one. Really good stuff right there. That's Brad Thomas, NBC Sports Edge. You can find him on Twitter as well. And he joined us on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're in BetMGM Rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets, which we love around here, risk-free tokens, or converted to MGM Reward points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. Good stuff right there with Brad. Completely agree. I also played the Baltimore Ravens on the money line. The problem is, can't use them in Survivor because I used them week one against the J-E-T-S. Jets, yep. Jets, Jets. Man, oh, man. Tough this week. Dude, I'm I'm leaning, and I know I saw Stanford Steve with this pick on SportsCenter, but I'm leaning maybe going with uh, the Vikings. At home, tough place to play. Look, I know how good the Lions are defensively. They're not good defensively. No, I know not. how they're good. How good they are offensively. Yes, they do have some pieces. Scoring some points. How this much year. are you going to hate yourself though? When not only are you going to lose your survivor pick, but you lose it with the Vikings. Yeah, like that's just a double whammy for you. I don't know if you can do that to yourself. I kind of want to use the Bengals next week in the spot against Atlanta. I like them better yeah. against Atlanta than I do the Jets. The Jets have some defensive talent. They could get after the quarterback. It's Joe Burrow's survivor. Gonna crack you have it. to survive in advance. That's what Beyonce Can't said. Think too. about the next couple weeks.